A word about the title. This book is designed to dovetail with other texts that focus on the widespread activities of armies and states in conflict, while it attends to the events of daily life as recorded in print and in the form of images available at the time, painting, engravings, lithographs, cartoons, and eventually photographs. The particular focus of the selection is the influence accorded journalists, authors, war correspondents, editors, engravers, and embedded photographers and illustrators during the nation's most devastating conflict. These have been deemed the soldiers of the press for the purposes of this discussion. The most modern element in American life in mid-19th century was a vigorous interest in politics that was supported by a highly partisan and mechanically efficient press that benefited from many modern innovations, such as telegraphic communications, steam-powered presses, and the luxuries of lithography and photography. Yet not until 1880 would a process for reliably reproducing photographs on plain paper be realized, and it was not until 1897 that the process could be done at full press speed on common new stock. The definitive Photographic History of the Civil War was first published in 1911 to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Great Conflict. Reporters and war correspondents had accompanied the Army during the war with Mexico, 1846 to 1849, but the New York Illustrated News was one of the leading illustrated weekly newspapers to pioneer picture journalism at the outbreak of the Civil War in April 1861. They sent teams of special correspondents and special artists to cover the war of secession from the battlefields and war fronts themselves. Nineteenth-century Americans of every sort and of many social classes documented their own lives in great detail in diaries, letters, and journals. More important to the present selection, the public record of the war was available to the population in almost countless newspapers and illustrated magazines. Photographs, engravings, and woodcuts abound, and these affected the public perception of the war in a way that had never before been possible. The guardian of civil liberties in America has always been the press. Thomas Jefferson, in his second inaugural address, noted that the press has an obligation to oversee for the public just what the government is doing, if despotism is not to displace democracy. It can be argued that during the Civil War, the professional members of the print media, both North and South, failed in their obligation to truthfully inform the people by being biased to the point of being fraudulent. The reports and images they produce created false cultural attitudes and affected the prosecution of the war in ways easily recognizable to modern audiences used to a steady diet of TV images, politically inspired miniseries, internet blogs, and the live streaming of events. Those who do not study history are condemned to relive it. Throughout American history, the free press has been no less unrestrained and partisan than at present. Nonetheless, newspapers, radio, television, and the Internet are no longer catering to a small national audience. 
they have become part of the strategy used to prepare the battlefield of war or turn world opinion toward peace. Press reports generally travel faster than official reports. They also usually are filled with inaccuracies, anecdotal reports, and unsubstantiated opinions. When official reports arrive, those in opposition to the government tend to see any differences as damage control, spin if you will. This is an unfortunate surmise because the official reports are often more accurate while the media reports are often more influential.